Hi, my name is Abhirami Thevaraja, and today I'll be talking about our recently published systematic review titled The Impact of Adapted Bicycle Riding on Outcomes for Children and Adolescents with Disabilities. Bike riding continues to be one of the most popular forms of physical activity in Australia, with about 8.39 million Australians riding a bike in the past year. For children, it not only promotes physical activity, but also enables them to socially connect with their community. Children usually learn to ride a two-wheel bicycle by the age of about six to seven years, with this skill considered a societal norm amongst many communities. However, what happens when this is an impossibility? Bring in adapted bike riding. So for the purposes of our review, we define adapted bike riding as referring to the act of riding a bicycle that has been modified beyond the features of the original bicycle to fit the ongoing needs of an individual rider with a disability. A key theme that we wanted to focus on in our review is participation, which has traditionally been defined as involvement in a life situation. Although children with disabilities value participation in community activities and peer relationships, they continue to experience more social exclusion and have lower rates of participation in leisure activities than their typically developing peers. The family of participation-related constructs, as defined by IMS et al. in 2016, further refined this definition of participation to incorporate factors within the individual such as activity competence, sense of self and preferences, as well as those external to the individual, that is, their environment and the context in which the participation occurs. In relation to this construct, the concept of attendance may reflect the diversity and activities that an individual may take part in and how frequently they may take part in these. For example, in the case of bike riding, this may be how frequently the child rides a bike. Similarly, their involvement in such tasks may be defined by their level of engagement, social connection and motivation. Are they engaged with bike riding? What's their overall experience of participating in this task? And this might also include their affect, for example, enjoyment or other emotions such as exhilaration, persistence, focus and perhaps even social connection if the activity is done with others. We also have the intrinsic factors. So we have activity competence. Can the child bike ride to an anticipated level and are they competent with the task? Their sense of self, is the child self-confident in riding a bike? Are they satisfied or do they feel good about their ability to bike ride? And their preferences, does bike riding hold meaning for the child? Do they choose this activity in situations where choice is made available to them or do they express motivation in taking part in the task? We also have the overarching areas of the environment. So is the local park accessible for the child and the context? For example, do they want a bike ride to school with their siblings? So in terms of family recreation and leisure activities, we know that environmental factors have also demonstrated to limit children with disabilities participation in leisure activities. This may include lack of equipment, information and peer support and a high dependency on adults. We also know that inadequate support or training for caregivers around physical activity skills for children with disabilities can also further limit their participation in recreation and leisure activities. So now to our review, which looked at adaptive bikes riding on outcomes for children and adolescents with disabilities. So what was the purpose of our study? So the primary objective was to evaluate the effects of adaptive bicycle riding against the following domains of the International Classification of Functioning, Disability and Health, otherwise known as the ICF. So we looked at body functions and structure, activity and participation. And we also wanted to know the impact on quality of life for children aged 4 to 18 years with disabilities. Our secondary aims were to investigate the impact of adapted bike riding for children aged 4 to 18 years with disabilities on their family's participation in social and recreational activities. And we also wanted to identify any interventions that could effectively support the implementation of adapted bike riding for children and adolescents aged 4 to 18 years with disabilities. Next to our method. 
So this was a systematic review and we used the preferred reporting terms of systematic reviews and meta-analysis, PRISMA, to select, review and report the included studies. The protocol for this review was registered at Prospera, which is the International Prospective Register of Systematic Reviews. To be included in our review, studies had to include participants who were aged between 4 to 18 years old who had a permanent childhood or developmental disability, and we included study designs that investigated the effectiveness of adapted bike The primary outcomes we were interested in were any quantitative measures of body structures and functions, activity and participation domains as defined by the ICF, as well as any quality of life measures. The secondary measures were any quantitative measures of outcomes for families of children participating in adapted bike So what was our process? So we used a search strategy that was adapted using keywords and search terms found in the articles of a previous scoping search. We also looked at the reference lists of the included articles and any relevant systematic reviews to identify any additional studies. Researchers and research groups were also contacted to identify any grey literature that may be eligible for inclusion that weren't identified in our search strategy. Once we completed our search, we then um, used Covidence to upload all our retrieved records and then following this, any duplicates were removed and three reviewers independently screened titles and abstracts to determine eligible field text based on inclusion and exclusion criteria. Any discrepancies were then resolved through discussion. So looking at our Prisma flowchart, we initially identified 2,575 studies from our initial search and ultimately we concluded with 10 studies that were included for full text review, which were then included in our systematic review. Once we did this, we then adapted the Cochrane data extraction form for intervention to reviews to extract data from the included studies. We, the risk of bias was then assessed by pairs of independent reviewers for individual studies based on their study design, and the extracted data was then analysed and interpreted to present our review findings. So now let's go to the results. So from the 10 studies, three were randomised controlled trials, two were interrupted time series, two pre-post studies, and we had three single case experimental designs. We had a total of 234 participants who were aged between four and 18 years, and their primary diagnoses were cerebral palsy, Down syndrome, autism spectrum disorder, or intellectual disability. The settings in which the adapted bike riding programs varied. So we had four that included a supervised gymnasium, two were within a home-based program, two were within a clinical setting and two occurred in an outdoor training facility. In terms of geographical location, there were one study in Belgium, one in India and one in Australia, and seven were completed in the United States of America. Unfortunately, we couldn't complete a meta-analysis due to the great heterogeneity amongst the studies and the adapted bike riding programs, so we did a narrative synthesis which was used to integrate the types of interventions, outcome measures, effectiveness and risk of bias amongst the included studies. The grading of recommendations, assessment, development and evaluation grade approach was used to rate the overall certainty of evidence of the outcomes in the included studies. In terms of the interventions that were used amongst the included studies, we then used the template for intervention description and replication, TIDIA, to summarise the descriptions of the interventions. The adequacy of intervention reporting varied across the studies. However, most studies did describe the mode of delivery. Only four studies described the expertise of intervention providers and reported any adaptations that were made to the proposed intervention. Few details were provided on how intervention fidelity was assured or assessed, with only four studies describing any comprehensive strategies that were used to maintain fidelity. As each tool used different categories, we classified overall risk as high if they were judged serious, critical or high, according to the relevant template to assess risk of bias, 
unclear when we were unable to determine an overall risk of bias rating, and low when all domains of the risk of bias tool were rated as low. This was assessed by pairs of independent reviewers and completed according to the study design. And based on this, we had one study which was a low risk of bias, six studies had high risk of bias, and three studies were unclear. So in terms of outcomes, we had five studies that reported outcomes on body functions and structure, 10 studies which um, had activity level outcomes, and two studies which reported on participation outcomes. Unfortunately, no studies looked at quality of life or families' participation in social and recreational activities. So from our review, we concluded that there were improvements in most outcomes at the body structures and function level and activity levels of the ICF. However, there was great heterogeneity amongst the adapted bike riding interventions used amongst our included studies. Therefore, it was very challenging to identify the dosage required in adapted bike riding programs to improve specific outcomes. Our overall interpretation from our study was that adapted bike riding interventions may be effective on improving gross motor function, lower limb muscle strength and promoting physical activity. However, further research is required on the impact of adapted bike riding, particularly in the areas of participation outcomes for children and adolescents aged 4 to 18 years with disabilities, as well as families' participation in social and recreational activities. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that I can chat with you all further about our review in the future.